Good morning. Today is Friday, November 12th, 2021, and this is another episode of Hacker News. My name is William Parks, your host for today's show, like always. <laughs> and uh, let's get into some interesting articles, but first, we gotta cue the music. Alrighty, time to break down a few articles today that we have got lined up for you guys. First up, we have BlackBerry unveiling a new threat actor and how they were able to gain leverage inside of their ecosystem. How 7 million Robinhood users were breached. There was also a Revil operator that was charged this week by the United States, and they also somehow recovered 6.1 million in ransom. So that and more to be discussed here in a minute. So uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and kick off this whole podcast uh, just stating that on the email this week, guys, there is an index update for quarter three that discusses um, how CVEs are tied to ransomware and the quarterly growth rate of those, which is actually exponential. Um, to sum things up, there are 140 vulnerabilities that are being actively exploited to mount attacks. There are five new ransomware families that have been identified and also nine new low scoring with vulnerabilities are now associated with ransomware. Now, I honestly think that's kind of some weird wording, but that's how it's stated in the update. So we're just going to leave it just as is. Um, so yeah, so that that's our quarterly update there. But now we're going to jump into the general news for the week, which we will start off with Robinhood. So Robinhood trading platform data breach hit about 7 million customers. And the cyber attacker made their foothold into the company and attempted to extort the company, really, after socially engineering a customer service employee to gain access to email addresses and more. The unauthorized party socially engineered a customer support employee by phone and obtained access to certain customer support systems, Robinhood stated on Monday, and added, after we contained the intrusion, the unauthorized party demanded an extortion payment. We promptly informed law enforcement and are continuing to investigate the incident with the help of Mandiant, a leading outside security firm. Now, for 5 million of the victims, the cybercrook made off with email addresses, and for 2 million of them, he made off with full names. Now, names, birthdates, and zip codes were stolen for 310 people, and more extensive, quote-unquote, account details were heisted for 10 more, the company said. Now, the good news is that it looks like there were no social security numbers that were ripped out, no bank bank account numbers were taken, no debit card numbers were exposed, so on and so forth. Um... And that there has to be no financial loss to any customers as a result of the incident, according to Monday's statement from the firm, which called the incident contained. So Robinhood has contained the whole incident. Really unfortunate that they had this happen because I think they have a user base of roughly, I think it's roughly around 31 million users as of a couple of days ago. Um, now, to have that many users get you know, affected by this is usually a, it's a pretty bad thing. Obviously, 5 million is quite a lot. Um, but you know, in the whole grand scheme of things, you know, you're always going to be attacked. You're always going to be under attack and until someone breaks in and it's only a matter of time before somebody does break in. Uh, it's just a good thing they had it contained and they understood what they had to do to prevent people's accounts from leaking social security numbers and bank account addresses, bank routing numbers or debit card numbers, so on and so forth. So that's the biggest takeaway of, of this incident. Um, Robin Hood, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. 
and we look forward to seeing what all you have to offer us um, in these next coming, I guess, months, we could say, um, to see what, what there is that, that holds, right? What, what more can we trade on the platform? <laughs> um, now, next up, we're going to talk about Revil and the affiliate that was arrested uh, as DOJ seizes $6.1 million in ransom. Now, the U.S. is seeking the extradition of a Ukrainian man, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name, uh, but they suspect this gentleman of being behind the Kaseya supply chain attacks and other Revil attacks that occurred earlier this year. Now, on Monday, Europol announced the arrest of a total of seven suspected Revil slash G and Crab, um, or Gand Crab, ransomware affiliates. Now, we're just trying to extradite him back to the U.S. because this gentleman was a part of, well, I mean, I guess we'll call him a gentleman. He was, this guy was a part of a, so well, really just several different ransomware assaults that included the Kaseya attacks that attributed to Revil, right? To put in the news into perspective, affiliates are a dime a dozen. They're the cyber criminals that rent out the ransomware and the ransomware as a service economy, not the masterminds who hide away in sympathetic countries like Russia. So, quote unquote, I mean, if you're making angry manufacturing this stuff, you if you were smart and you were anybody that understood anything, you probably would be hiding away in Russia, honestly. Um, now, the U.S. Department of Justice unsealed an indictment charging this guy from Ukraine. Um with conducting ransomware attacks against multiple victims, including involvement in the Kaseya initiative. The DOJ also revealed that it seized $6.1 million worth of ransom payments, and the DOJ said that the money was traced back to alleged ransom payments received by a different um, Russian national, who has also been charged with revealed ransomware attacks against multiple victims, including businesses and government entities in Texas, on or about August 16th, 2019. If you remember back to August 16th, 2019, there were quite a few things that were going on. And it generally is kind of attributing to the notion that this guy was involved in the coordinated ransomware attack that took down 23 government agencies across Texas. Again, this was back in uh, the, on the 16th of August in 2019. But back in Texas, there were a bunch of Attacks that occurred against uh, the government down there, um, against the state, and it took down 23, again, government agencies across Texas. So uh, he's involved with the malware half of that, which is a pretty sizable operation. I mean, 23 different agencies, that's quite a lot. So seeing that that, that payment was traced back to that person, the Russian national, um, what a surprise. <laughs> what a surprise that he's hiding out in Russia. Um, but anyway, we're going to move on from the Revil affiliates that were arrested, and we're going to go ahead and start hitting the breaches and leaks of the week. Now, BlackBerry unveils an initial access broker linked to three distinct hacker groups. Now, each one of these can be named differently, as you want to call them, but one would be Mount Locker, Phobos, and Strong Pity. So... The way that this whole thing kind of works is that a previously undocumented initial access broker has basically been availed by providing entry points to three different threat actors for mounting intrusions that range from financially motivated ransomware attacks to phishing campaigns. Now, BlackBerry's research and intelligence team dubbed the entity Zebra2104 
with the group responsible for offering a means of a digital approach to ransomware syndicates such as Mount Locker and Phobos, as well as the advanced APT tracked under the moniker of Strong Pity, aka Prometheum. Now, IABs typically first get entry into a victim's network, and for those that are not aware what an IAB is, that does stand for Initial Access Broker. Let's just clarify that right now before anybody gets lost, because I got lost a little bit <laughs> whenever I read this the first time. But what they do is they first gain entry into the network, and then they sell that access to the highest bidder on underground forums located in the dark web, wherever that may be. And later, the winning bidder will often deploy ransomware and or other financially motivated malware within the victim's organization, depending on the objectives of their campaign. Now, the IAB's overlap and wide targeting has also led to the researchers to believe that the operator either has a lot of manpower or they set up some large hidden in plain sight traps across the internet, enabling Mount Locker, Phobos, and Strong Pity to source their access to targeted networks. Yay, Blackberry! <laughs> but uh, good for them, honestly, for revealing this issue that's actually a pretty big issue. Uh, which feeds into our next issue about two NPM packages that have about 22 million downloads every week were just discovered that they were found out to be backdoored. Now, how reassuring is that? Based on recent events, what seems to be another massive supply chain attack is coming in the form of two potentially compromised NPM packages. Uh, the first of which is COA, COA, and the second is RC. Now, COA is actually short for command option argument and it's a tool that is a parser for command line options that aim to get maximum profit from the formalization of your program api now once commands are created along with options and arguments for those commands you automatically get command line help text program api for use coa based programs as modules and shell completion now what rc does it's actually kind of comical um <laughs> rc the they've got the most simple definition you could ever think of it is the non-configurable configuration loader for lazy people <laughs> uh, how's that how's that for a description totally legit totally makes a lot of sense seems super useful right um, now both of the packages were tampered by an unidentified and unidentified threat actor to include identical password stealing malware, which is what makes them think they may be linked. Now versions of COA starting with 2.03 and above, and uh, that does include 1.13, are all impacted and users of the affected versions are advised to downgrade to 2.02. Now RC is the same kind of deal and everyone is expected or hoped, urged is probably the best word for that to downgrade to version 1.2.8. And after uploading a sample to VirusTotal, it just it just shows all of the malware that's you know, almost 49 of the 67 vendors on VirusTotal uh, flag it as malware. So it's already kind of noted as that right now. Um, now moving on to some new kind of attacks for the week. So, or I guess just one attack of the week. Uh, and this will be our final article we review today. Uh, where it talks about new Android spyware that poses Pegasus-like threats. Now, we talked about Pegasus in last week's 
um, articles, and I believe maybe a little bit the week before too. Uh, I guess last episode that I released on here, we got a little bit busy last week, so I couldn't quite get one out, but um, Pegasus was actually completely, well, what's the word? They were removed. They were, um, oh, what's the word? They, they can't sell anything over here anymore. They're, they're banned from the U.S. And with, with good reason, too. Now, Phone Spy is kind of what's taking its place. And it's already stolen data and tracked the activity of targets in South Korea, disguising itself as a legitimate lifestyle app. Which, how crazy is that? You know, we have malware that's in the form of just normal-looking apps. You know, not hint, hint, wink, wink, that there may be a lot of others out there. Researchers essentially discovered new Android spyware that provides similar capabilities to NSO Group's Pegasus controversial software. Called PhoneSpy, the mobile surveillance wear has been spotted activity targeting South Koreans without their knowledge. PhoneSpy disguises itself as a legitimate application and gives attackers complete access to data stored on a mobile device and grants full control over the targeted device, according to Zimperium Z Labs, uh, which was in a report that was published on Wednesday. Zimperium. 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 We'll just say Zimperium. That sounds nice. Rolls off the tongue. Um, now, as far as that, the spyware is potentially more dangerous than Pegasus, and researchers really want to assert that. Um, they argue that phone spy hides in plain sight, distinguishing itself as a regular application with no purposes ranging from learning yoga to watching TV and videos or browsing photos. Phone spy features include stealing data eavesdropping on messages and viewing images stored on the phone and researchers said attackers can also gain full remote control of android phones now so far uh, the firm has identified 23 applications containing the spyware so um, trying to read up more on that article to see if they're actually taking legitimate action against it right now actively um, you'd think that with the release of this article, they already are, and they already have been taking preemptive action. But, you know, it's always good to follow up and just see what others are doing. And uh, if if nothing's happening, it may be a nice trigger for a red flag to say, hey, guys, you know, maybe we need to address this. This could be something serious that could come back to bite us in the butt if we don't do anything about it. And considering that it's being dubbed as worse than Pegasus, which was already really, really bad in and of itself, this is something that needs to get addressed pretty soon, or at least I feel strongly that it should. Um, and I feel like you definitely should as well. But that about wraps it up for this week, guys. I do have two tools that I have included on this week's email uh, email chain, which do include the links to the GitHub pages. One of them is Rotten Potato NG, which if you are a pen tester, you know exactly where Rotten Potato is. They have updated it, so there is a new version of the Rotten Potato exploit that has been written as a C++ DLL and a standalone C++ binary. So, you no longer need to have Meterpreter, or other tools, really. Um, makes things super easy, take over those Windows machines, no issues at all. And next after that we have Format Fuzzer, which is a framework for high efficiency, high quality generation, and parsing of binary inputs. Basically, it takes a binary template that describes the format of binary input and generates an executable that produces and parses the given binary format. So again, check out the Hacker News website that you can find on williamp.stackhub.com. 
It's going to be the first article at the very top, and that'll be this week's uh, articles, really. So feel free to check that out. Subscribe if you would like to get it in your email every single Friday, 9 a.m., and that is whenever things drop, and that's whenever I get all the information out. If I don't release a podcast at this time, or at that time, should I say, that is most certainly whenever you would be getting this email. So um, regardless if you hear my voice or not, you will get information, and you will stay up to date like everybody else, which is the main point of this, because we all just have to stay on top of our stuff. Things change so fast in this world, and they never really stop, it seems like. So um, make sure you're staying ahead, guys. Stay out there. Stay I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I want to just say keep your head up um, and be on the lookout for all this craziness going on. And let's try and fight all this craziness together. So you guys have a great week. Thank you for listening to Hacker News. Again, this is Friday, November 12th, 2021. And we will see you on the next episode. Take care.